0: Former ESPN writer Jameel Hill tweets, If you vote for Donald Trump, you are a racist. You have no wiggle room. We're going to discuss this sort of extreme rhetoric coming from the left wing, and then we're going to get into a Trump campaign ad in which he uses a Linkin Park song, and it's immediately, or almost immediately, pulled down from Twitter. What does it mean for Hollywood celebrities to respond like this, and what does it mean to have ads like this during a campaign year? Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? I'm K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised to go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging HangingWithApes. Go on over to our website, that's HangingWithApes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. And while you're at it, we have been... Branching out on our social media platforms, so you can follow me at Kill Cartoon on Twitter, and then go ahead give your Twitter handle. I'm um, RX Phonics because the Twitter party it never stops. There's yes. like the Hanging With Apes Twitter, then we have our individual Twitters, and it's it's a uh, it's a good time. Twitter is fun. I love yeah. Twitter. It's definitely a dopamine rush. It's definitely. On one hand, I would say it's unhealthy on, on one hand, but on another hand, it's so interesting to be able to engage in a certain type of way, uh, in like that real like rapid fire way. And I feel like it is the healthy balance between being able to be factual and substantiate the things you say, but also just kind of letting the thoughts fly that part yes. is healthy like yeah. the, the 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 healthy median, the 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 ad- I don't know if I would go as far as say the addiction but the the want to always be on there that part I'm sure is not so healthy but yeah it's, it's good stuff and, and I, I have a time like, on Twitter
1: yeah and it's also kind of like in a way I don't want to say fake but I think a lot of companies and a lot of People think Twitter is the end all be all when it comes to like the outrage. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of annoying in the sense that, well, life is more than Twitter. Like, I think Twitter is what you said. It's like that rapid fire. Like, before Twitter, you never really had a platform where you could just say what you thought. Like, but like, fuck it, I'm just going to type it. And then that's going to cause a reaction because you, you're not thinking. You're just kind of, well, you're thinking, but it's more so like, let me let me put this thought out here and let's create a conversation. People are gonna hate it, people are gonna love it. Like, you don't get that from Instagram. And, and
0: it's very easy for the conversation to become community-based. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for groups to engage all at once. Cause like with Instagram, like the only thing that really gets any th- the conversation going on Instagram is like Insta thoughts, like pretty much that's like yeah, what yeah. you know. If you go to like the highlight page or the page of like what's trending, it that's all you see. Yeah. Versus on 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 Twitter, it's actual thoughts. It'll be like oh, Chris Wallace interviews Trump. It'll be you know Jamil uh, Hill says. All Trump voters are, are racist, which we're going to get into in a little bit. It'll be you know August Alcina fucks Will Smith's wife, like that type of shit. Like yeah, but it, it's it's different groups and subgroups thereafter of topics, and like you have a bunch of people talking about it. Versus Instagram, it's just like well, pictures, pictures and pictures and or videos, but then it's typically pictures and or videos of things that are more or less inconsequential.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, that's why I don't gravitate towards Instagram as much. Um, really, the only guy that that like or person that I, that the Instagram just kind of free flows, and it's more like on the funny side of things is like Fifty Cent. Like he'll just post shit, and and he has fun with it. But otherwise, it's so like, oh, let me wear this outfit. Let me have this. Let's have this filter. It, it's less about the thought. And more about the look, like you said. And as well, it kind of... Yeah, Twitter, like, we'll just, just go. Fuck it. You say some shit, I'll look at it, I'll laugh at it, I'll retweet it, I'll say something, someone likes it, someone says something, someone agrees, someone disagrees. It becomes like this whole, like, conversation. So it is very fun. So out of social media, I would say that's probably the one that I would say... Facebook people just get so personal. Like, Facebook is just like... Why? And, and it's so funny because Facebook it's like I post, I'm post, i gonna post some controversial shit or some shit that I think and if someone doesn't like it fuck them it was like well no that's that's not how it works <laughs> it's, it's a kind of like the one where, where you had a conversation with someone about the Latinx I think you talked about it in the last episode mm-hmm. that was badass that you would typically see more on Twitter you would see more like not so much like entertain me but like there'll be a, a conversation you see less of like people getting in their f- feelings, mm-hmm. whereas like Facebook, it's like you're posting shit, but like you're not really, you really don't want to hear the other side. So why post it then? If yeah. I post something, you could disagree. That's fine. You could say whatever. You could say I'm stupid. I'm not gonna block you. I'm not gonna say oh well, you can't you can't say that. Well,
0: no, you can because I said what I had to say. You know. So yeah, I think because Facebook is typically more personalized if Mm -hmm. you will like the follower base is more personalized or whatever the case I don't have a problem having these sorts of conversations with people that I may know personally but I think for a lot of people it is easier to have these conversations with somebody that you don't know personally online because then you could keep it like, you you, you could keep it, you could keep things, you could keep things hollow with the people that you know, because that's what, essentially what people want is, is like the hollow world of, of, well, things are nice and fluffy. So these are the people that I know, and these are the people that I work with. So I don't want them to say anything that, discomfort me. I don't want to say anything that discomforts them and we can all keep going about our like happy little existence. Whereas for me, like I'll get greasy with with people that I know personally no. and and still respect them afterwards. And in, in fact, I may even respect them more afterwards because you were willing to go down this road with me. As a matter of fact, the other day my father and I had a very interesting conversation it it was uh i mean the only the type of conversations that a father like mine and a son like me could have we were essentially having the conversation about how extreme should a first term president be considering that you have to worry about reelection so my father one of his criticisms of trump is that he didn't go harder on places like Venezuela or Cuba and yeah. stuff like that. There's a lot of rhetoric. He obviously, you know, every so often he'll make a speech. He'll show that he stands with the people of Cuba and Venezuela. The other day he had like a, I don't know what you would dis- call it, a town hall or, or, or a, a round table talk with some uh, Cuban American immigrants, it was very good shit. Like so obviously he stands with those people, but in terms of actually intervening in those countries and sort of setting the, the the wheels in motion for liberation, that has yet to be done. Yeah. And so in that discussion, I was telling my dad is like, Well, don't you think that would be a little bit heavy handed? considering the fact that you have to worry about re-election and so his approach was well who cares how heavy-handed it is because on my watch I know I got it done like if I lost the election I lost the election it is what it is yeah and so that was that was his that was his mindset so it ended up being a very good discussion because like that was his approach my approach was a little bit more I would say uh strategic in the sense of 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 the long game and I was telling him, is that politics, we must remember, is downhill from culture. If we, don't, if we don't start to change the culture, any American president that gets involved with things that are happening outside of our land is subject to heavy criticism because right now we don't have a very strong patriotic spirit in the nation so how can you really support something if you don't have that patriotic spirit of okay well the reason why we need to intervene in these places is because in these places is growing a cancer that will eventually reach us so let's deal with it now but the only way to get people to back that up is they have to live a certain type of life and have a certain sort of value system here i gave an image i gave him an example you and i live we're obviously we're much younger than my dad and i was like you and i live a life where we would feel like all right well we there's a lot to fight for so yeah trump goes to cuba gets busy trump goes to venezuela gets busy we're all for it because we know what's at stake yeah but some of our friends that are up to the wazoo in debt some of our friends that ha- are up to the wazoo in student loan debt and, 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 and like their their existence yeah. is, is more or less mundane. Well, what do they care what's going on? They're all fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. when, when you saw that, you know, we had the Tea Party movement, the Occupy Wall Street movement and all these movements that have stemmed out of the Bush administration and the Obama administration and everything like that. And then you had college campuses with their safe spaces and PC culture. People didn't know what to fight for. Now, in three and a half years of Trump, you start to see a little bit of a pushback. Then, let's say another four years goes by. That's what establishes a Reagan-esque type of USA, where it's just like, fuck, you attack us, we're going in. And then you get that whole backing that Bush had after 9-11 and everything like that. But you're not really going to have that. Until un, until you you change the culture a little bit. And, and then that's another thing that my father and I disagreed on because he was a big O'Reilly guy. And I, well, I liked O'Reilly, but I had said something that he kind of disagreed with in the sense of I was like, well, who knew it was such a blessing that O'Reilly got the boot and then Tucker was able to come yeah. in? I see it as a blessing but then he was going in he was he went on to say oh well you know tucker had said some stuff about like why would we get involved in venezuela and cuba and everything like that and i was saying well the reason why is for everything that i just mentioned again disagreement but it was like a very good conversation that you should be able to have with the people that are closest to you. Yeah. But a lot of times in social media, I think people say the things that they may really want to say, they just don't want to say it to the people that are close to them.
1: Yeah, and it's complicated too because you have to let people fight their battles as well. Like, you can't fight everyone's battles either, especially when you're overseeing everything.
0: And and if you're, especially if you're in a certain position, because for instance, like Bush invading Iraq, and getting involved in afghanistan at that time he had the highest approval rating of any president in the history of the united that, states after never happened today after 9 yeah. 11. so yeah you could go into two countries and get because like you have everybody is backing you up but after that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It then and then the tide quickly turned on him because it because pretty much like going into the second term, like it, it was already he was already like dwindling in yeah. in support. It was just because he went against a bogus ass candidate that he even really won
1: yeah. for
0: his, on his second term uh, uh, when he went against Kerry. But uh, but yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it's. I think sometimes you got to look at the long game only because other countries are playing it. And so we may have to play that game as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's. And like you said, re election does matter. Uh, you want to be an eight year president, you want to have that. And in the second term, you don't have another re election to fight for. Yeah, we're going in here. Yeah, we're going to do this. Oh, yeah, remember when you did this? Now I'm going to do that. I'm I'm gonna get my revenge too on certain on, on, on certain aspects of people in politics. I'm not being reelected because especially
0: when the culture is so extreme, because if you if we're talking about this particular election, this election of two thousand twenty, and even I and I've been saying this on the podcast, I've been telling this to people that, that I know and that I talk to, and it was so nice to even see Thomas Sowell say that recently on Fox. I think this is a very much make or break election for this nation in the sense that scary, one. like you can't like, like if Biden wins, there may not be going, be a going back. And Tucker gave uh, a hypothetical example of something very scary. Imagine Biden wins, they get the house, they get the Senate, let in 20 million illegals nationalize all of them. The right would never win an election again in the history of the country. And that's something yeah. that could happen like easily within the first two, three years of a Biden presidency. Yeah, So that's that's scary. Now you have another four years of Trump. You shift the pendulum back a little bit. Now the election after that, it may not be so extreme. The culture has shifted a little bit, a little bit more wiggle room. So I it, it, it's uh it's interesting,
1: yeah, it's tough because it's like you it, imagine there's all this stuff falling apart and you're trying to and you're focused on everything and then your shit isn't even like right. like the what the 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 floor you're standing on isn't even like right. and you're here like trying to juggle this situation. you look to the right, there's another situation. like that shit'll crumble real fast if you really try and
0: go overboard with everything so. Yeah, it's 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 tough. So at the end of our discussion I had asked him, I was like, So right now I told him I gave him a hypothetical scenario, I was like, right now you're the president and I'm your uh one of your intelligence officers. I come to you and I say, right now we see a vulnerability in Venezuela. If we attack or do an operation right now, we could easily swing the government in for White and get Maduro out of there, but What we're seeing in terms of the polling and the data, if we were to get involved in something like that right now, the US population might see that as heavy handed and then you run the risk of losing the election. And so he was like, he was like, well, uh, he was like, well, I will wait, and even then, he kind of say he's like, I would wait to the election. He's like, and then he's like, because even after that, I, I still have months before, even if I lose, I still have months before I'm out of there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of like the the middle ground in terms of Oh, that. yeah.
1: That's another thing, too, because, uh, you know, presidents, they start making these executive orders, like whether they win or lose those yeah. last three, four months. Like, yeah, that yeah, coward-ass
0: means- shit, like, that coward-ass shit that, that Obama did in his last days in office against the Cuban people where like, uh, those, like, the the wet foot, dry foot yeah. bill where it's, like, if you make it to a—for Cubans, if you make it to the land, you're good. Yeah. But—and, like, he, he removed it It would never, that.
1: yeah, because, well, I mean, why would you leave that as being Obama as, like— yeah, you're gonna come here. You're gonna vote right. Nah, no, nah. yeah, especially like here.
0: knowing that like they never supported them is very.
1: Which is very funny because, on one hand, you see uh, immigration from from that side. There's no criticism, for for people that are leaving a regime, a communist regime, to come to the to to the Americas, but yet. You see the the whole immigration situation with Trump, and it's all oh, wow. This look is—he's a horrible person. He's a horrible person. What, what
0: do you mean? There's no criticism
1: for Obama. There was no criticism on the, the 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 Cuban situation. There was criticism from Cubans. Yeah. There was really no media criticism on like oh the, they didn't the criticize poor immigrants. dude on, yeah. on
0: anything. Yeah, it was nothing. Trump, uh, Obama deported, if I'm not mistaken deported the most people of any president ever. Yeah. That's a fact. For one hundred percent of fact, he deported way more people than Trump has. So like that's uh, there's no pushback on that. And uh, so it's just, that's that's what's always so baffling to me. The kids in cages were there with Obama. Since Bush. Since yeah, since Bush. Through eight years of Bush Obama. Bush Jr. Bush yeah. Junior, yeah.
1: yeah. Nothing. What happened? That's what no-
0: Oh, you got to wait till Trump gets he in never, office because you don't like and, him. And and I've never seen a president get more pressed than Trump. Like the way that the media presses him. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're the press. That's their job. Yeah. Like I'm not knocking them for doing that. But they've never done it okay. yeah. to Obama. They never did it. I just yeah. tweeted this video. I don't know if you saw. I tweeted this video of Biden He's getting pressed about about the yes. Ukraine thing and his son. He loses his shit. He's like, "We gotta focus on the man that's the the man in office right now." Like he's just like losing. Like, dude, like imagine if he dude got five minutes of what Trump gets on a daily basis. Aww. He's he lost his shit in that little in 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 this little arena that by and large ninety eight percent of everybody here is for you. You know what I'm saying? And that's why the left, they speak so badly about the Breitbarts. They speak so badly about OAN. They speak so badly about Hannity and Tucker because the few that are out there, they are such a threat to these people. Even Chris Wallace, for as much static as Trump got for that whole Chris Wallace interview that he just had where Chris Wallace... Fact checked him, which is good. You're a reporter; yeah, yeah. you do your job. Like that, that's good that you did it. And Trump was like, "Here we go, here we go." And He asked for like the 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 graphs to to show uh, Biden's agenda and everything like that.
1: That was very smart of Trump because he's trying to pull Biden in to say something
0: and 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 dude won't won't say say yeah. so, and that in and of itself to me is like how do people even vote for that but i digress so but in that situation with chris wallace chris wallace was honest enough to say well we have reached out to biden he won't do an interview with us and trump is like of course he'll be on the floor screaming for his mom like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the dude is wild as fuck <laughs> and so and so it that that shit is Mama. funny i just i don't see how like the american people don't 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 see through that i mean at very least the ones that are are saying that they rock with with biden um so getting into the since we're on the subject of what jameel hill said so just a little backstory on jameel hill she's 100 percent radical left-wing Her track record speaks for herself. She's been disgraced from ESPN. She made a big deal about Jerry Jones saying that he would bench any player who doesn't stand for the national anthem. Now, mind you, mind you, this is very important when a person like Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, says something like that. Remember one thing anybody out there who is listening to this and who is saying, oh, but Hanging with Apes, I thought you guys are advocates for free speech and freedom of expression and everything like that. Yes, 100%. But that freedom of speech, that freedom of expression comes with your own platform. You don't have the right to use that freedom of speech and freedom of expression on somebody else's platform. The NFL doesn't belong to the players. Those teams don't belong to the players. You technically have a boss. So if you're on the field wearing the boss's uniform in the boss's stadium, you pretty much gotta listen to what the boss says because he's the one signing your checks. That's the equivalent if, if you work for That's freedom of speech from the guy who owns. Right. Like the the, like that's pretty much like if you work for a restaurant and you want a shirt and on the t shirt it says, I love I love big black veiny dicks. Like <laughs> Um, and he says no. It's yeah. like, well, you have the right to wear that shirt while you're walking down the street, yeah. but just not here because this is my yeah. establishment. Yeah. So that's... You know, the Bears
1: did that too. Out of all the things I hate, the Bears organization, they had a, a sit down with the players like, We're not going to have any of that. So don't even try. If you're going to wear a Bears uniform, you're not going to get on that shit. And they have the right to do that as the...
0: And, and the player has the right to say, oh, well, my cause is more important to this Trade than I'm, li- I'm yeah. leaving or yeah. trading me or I'm sitting or whatever. So everybody has their mode of operation. Usually at the end of the day, it's th- the money is what talks, typically speaking. Yes. So she essentially that was the beginning of the end for jamil hill uh, with her tenure at espn and if i'm not mistaken she was there for like 12 years now she has a podcast on spotify i think she writes for the atlantic and she still has a following she has over a million uh twitter followers and today as we record this she posts this if you vote for donald trump you are a racist you have no wiggle boom it was trending for a while that statement, in and of itself, is not so surprising coming from her. Not at all. But what I will say is that what would make somebody think, as a follower of Jamil Hill, presumably a voter for a left wing presidential candidate, what would make somebody think that this would be a good play? so close to an election like because you're gonna start stuff like that does nothing but deteriorate your side's argument there there is no substantiating evidence for such a claim
1: yeah i mean you want to play that that game you're really painting yourself into a corner because it's like well you're being so definitive about a situation that like we're all individuals here and we all vote for different reasons so now you're just going to completely skip over the fact that that I'm a person that votes for whatever I believe in, and now you're just going to call me a racist? It's the same thing that's happened for the last, well, now basically four years. It, it didn't work
0: then. We, wh- what do you think? It's going to work now? It was funny because she responded to somebody that had responded to her. Somebody that responded to her said, I vote for my pocket, and the other side is bad for it. Yeah. And And then she said... Well your pocket is racist. What?
1: <laughs> how can that man live with his pants?
0: Like 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 what 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 crazy world is it yeah. where like how is that even the, the the there's no logic to that that your your pocket is racist? Like I vote for who's better for the economy, I vote for who creates more jobs, I vote for who creates more opportunity, ergo Upward mobility
1: Yeah Yeah because I mean Think about it You could Now of course Now I say this Before I say what I'm going to say Money doesn't buy happiness I think that that's As an individual You look for happiness In your own way And that's that's that But it does make you feel Very comfortable And it makes life A lot more comfortable mm-hmm. and, and, and what I mean by that is if you if if we have a thriving economy we have a situation where people have money in their pockets which means that they can make decisions better decisions right financial decisions and get themselves out of poverty you get yourself out of, out of poverty you can make a difference in your community you can make a difference in your community you now are thinking uh, about bigger things not, the, not 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 what's in front of you they can and, go to the dealership and get real wild yeah. like <laughs> i just did <laughs> right? yeah <you> should, <laughs> jesus christ but you know what i mean like it, it's all the more resources you have is based off of how much money you're making and and if if there's opportunity well that's good i mean that fa- that that definitely helps communities all types of communities now i how that's racist i, I don't know i think it's probably racist for you to be mad that people that, that that the economy is good just because Trump is the president. I mean, right now, as it currently stands, due to COVID, it's not in great shape.
0: But but even now, it's way better than what anybody oh, had God. predicted. It yeah,
1: to
0: be yeah, because like, of the COVID.
1: Yeah, it could have been a way scarier situation without Trump before COVID. Unemployment numbers were were at an all time high in, in 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 the United States. In the black community, the Latino community, even I think the Asian community too. No, I'm not. I'm not quite sure about the Asian. But it was, it was a, a situation where it was good because
0: you're able. You mean they were at all time low? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, did I say a high? Oh, yeah. yeah, all time lows, which is good. You're employed. You're doing yeah. something with yourself. That's that's good. And if you're gonna tell me that that's racist, you're just not. We're not having. It's it's almost like I probably wouldn't
0: even want to talk to her because it's like this is going to be a waste of time. We can't agree on on the real world now. We're yeah. but that's the thing that I notice about what I, I I find coming mostly from like the coastal elites, so like the New York elites, L.A. Hollywood elites. They don't really s- live in the real world. They, no. you know what I'm saying like I think like amongst them and because they do have power and influence and all of that stuff, they are more and and surrounded by yes people they are more inclined to believe that the shit that they spew is reality yeah and then kind of everybody around co-signs it so you you think that way like remember perfect example. Kind of off the wall as example but correlates with this remember that movie with Jamie Kennedy called Malibu was most wanted where he's the white fucking goofy ass rapper yeah now remember his squad they were all like yes men. Yes. So his mother thought he was the shit, but like to everybody around is like, like, what the fuck? He? Like he his is. dad was like, I think a politician or something, and then like, he was his dad was somebody prominent, yeah. and then like all the people around, and it was just kind of like, man. what? Like okay, I think that is more or less the same sort of echo chamber that the coastal elites live in. It's like they have so much power and influence, and they hire people, and people dick ride them, and everything like that that they create these echo chambers and then you get the the jim acosta's and the chris cuomo's and all of these sort of people that are on tv saying these things but then it's just like well you could you could look at it a certain way and 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 some people do kind of fall for it yeah but by and large, I see in my own observation not many people really like rock with it and not saying that everybody is like extremely to the right either but most people are like somewhere in the middle.
1: Yeah, well think about it like you have you live in a world that's fake. Hollywood is fake. We've been in Hollywood before. We saw it with our own eyes how people fake the funk like that's 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 what it is in Hollywood. But like don't forget these are regular people. And uh, most of them really are broken people, like that pretend that everything is okay, and I uh, and you can afford to pretend and and everything is. But like, when you don't when you come from the bottom and what I mean by like if you're not like a rich Hollywood elite, you do have to live your life with some sort of principles because you don't get to you don't you're not afforded a life of like oh everything is fine. I could just throw money here, throw money there. It it, it it's. It's a situation where I feel like, when I look at people that don't get it from the perspective of like the everyday man, it's because, well, you don't understand because you don't have to go through what we go through. You don't have to plan. You don't have to, like, you just say shit because you hear someone say, like, how many times do you see all these like all these protests and looting? They, when have have you ever heard a journalist break the person down, like how we have, right? What is this person about? Should I take you serious? Really? Like, should I take you serious? No, it's just let's listen to what he has the to say. The only
0: time they push back on any of these people is when the people go against whatever it is that they rock with. Yeah. Whenever, whenever it's pro their agenda, no, there is no pushback or criticism or, or anything like that.
1: And and that's the thing. Like, I am attracted. To energy like in people and and you you do that by conversation you talk to people you see what they're about you might not like there might be people I'm like I don't mm, you know but why am I doing that why am I like oh I don't want to be around this person because now I'm looking at what they're about and and if I think that this person is going is, is not a productive person or a person that 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 uh you know i whatever whatever the case something in their character i don't feel that this person would be good to have around then i'm going to fall back i'll let you live but like in the sense that you could do whatever you want but but i'm going to fall back right and we should do that we should all do that as, as as american citizens like we should look at okay this person is mad about shit but let, let's see why they're mad about shit we've done this in this show all the time like let's say oh this person's in debt made bad financial decisions um uh, they don't really have any type of principles they just kind of go with the flow like when we when we did when you did the interview uh, about Nini's deli what the guy said was very telling people don't pay attention to that oh man it's just it's just uh you know it's just a vibe right now you know black lives matter is just a vibe like we all could just what, what the fuck is a vibe what are you talking about man what are you talking about? But people don't ask that question. So then, here comes Trump, and then he says shit like straightforward, like like when he was talking about like the the more white people get shot, which is true it's by factual. the police. It's fact. It's a fact. Oh, he's a racist. Oh, he's a racist. No, no, it's actually a fact. There's there's nothing racist about facts. What what happened? And then no. No pushback on on a factual level. It's all all like emotion, emotion, emotion. And then journalists skip through the whole, like, let's fact check this. Because
0: why? you and I were talking about it on our way to handle some business and you had mentioned how some of the media pushback with that situation was, oh, well, if you look at it per capita, then black people are a lot more likely to get shot by the police okay so so the the, here's the setup cbs reporter asks why are so many black people getting killed by the police trump responds white people too in fact more white people so that's pretty much that was the end of their discussion the mainstream media steps in has her back because she didn't push back at that point. The mainstream media steps in and then they say, oh, well, black people are more likely to get killed by the police because because if you look at it per capita, there's a higher rate. So first off, you didn't really refute his fact because that doesn't take away the fact that still more white people get killed by the police. But now you're bringing up a sort of pivoted statistic, which I'll engage with you. But now, if you bring that pivoted statistic up, now we have to look at the fact as to, well, why is that? And Man. then we get into this whole realm that they don't want to get into about black on black crime. And then, and then, oh my God! Every time I get into it with somebody online about black on black, well, it's crimes of proximity. If you see everywhere where uh, every crime rate is 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 either white on white, black on black, the same color on the same color, yes. But you are totally, totally skipping over the fact that this particular segment of society is like 13 14 percent of the population but yet is responsible anywhere between 60 and 70 percent of the crime it's like so we could start getting into like this rabbit hole of statistics and really and 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 will that sway anything will that change anything no no. and then too like
1: even that like to just assume black people like because like I think on the Thomas Sow I think it was Wealth, Poverty, and Politics he talks about when Nigerian people come here right they're black people yeah but they're pretty wealthy they're, they're making a lot of money they're, they're not much crime from Nigerian people they're black yeah so at that point too it's like you skip the whole class situation like it's, it's not really race it's more so culture and what what is breeding this and I'm not saying culture is the end all, be all. You know, politics. Well, j- well, the book, the title of the book, basically, wealth, poverty, and politics. Like, it, 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 it's not just one thing. But you have to be honest about certain things to be able to change it. And if we're not going to speak honestly, well, I mean, well, what, what can we really do here? Could, and and I know?
0: think that's why, to the coastal elites, I think that's the main reason why they find trump so worrisome because he is not the establishment bush-esque republican like oh you know government washington dc lobbyists special interests no it's like the dude really is all culture the ground floor what the people need what the people want And so when you get somebody like Jamil Hill that says what she says, it is very telling of what these people think of you. This is what they think of you. This primitive ass shit that she just said is meant to be a projection of of you being the primitive one but the reality is that you're not and that kind of goes along with what Trump said at one of his rallies about like the people being the elite and and that was I've never heard a president say that saying like, they call themselves the elites, but like, you guys started businesses. You guys built yourself up from the ground up. You guys had to worry about your retirement and build your families. Like all of these people, many of them, the road has already been paved for them. And many of them have worked hard to get where they're at. I, I would never take that away from them. But remember, you are an expert or a specialist in, in your particular field, you don't know everything, and you're not an expert on anything. Kind of goes back to the discussion that we've had about LeBron before. I would never take anything away from him as a basketball player, but, dude, you don't know shit about politics.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you can still respect him for being good at his craft. 100%. You see what I'm saying? It's like, oh, what a bigot. He, he, he doesn't agree with me. What a bigot. What? Like, no, he's just not. I don't. Is it, well, I mean, we but see, the thing is, we're used to it, though, too. Like, from Eminem's Mosh to Jay-Z, uh, just in general. Like, we've always followed people and enjoyed their craft, even if we disagreed with the politics of it. Like, we knew to separate that. And there's a time and place to, to be able to critique that person. But nonetheless, if motherfuckers coming out with Beethoven-esque music and you're like, damn, this is this is classic. I like this. This is great you have you could be able to differentiate both of those things like but I, apparently for Jameel Hill that's a, that's a very hard thing and, and also she doesn't get it and if people really believe that her tweet you don't get it and you're you're in for a really tough time because like in life if yeah, that's yeah. how you
0: think yeah because yeah, like it's just man that's like the that's the most black and white shit on a grand scale you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I think it's possible to be like black and white in your individual principles and like in your personal realm, but to apply such a black and white statement on such a broad scale, it's it's pretty crazy. Pretty yeah, crazy. And I think it speaks. I think it speaks volumes to uh, to to how how she how she thinks because see had it been somebody else that said it maybe like somebody that's a little bit more of an internet troll i think it, it could have been more of a philosophical discussion but she's not that yeah, no, no you know no, no, no. so it's it's uh it's interesting but pivoting a little bit into the next segment i think we could take a lot of what we just have talked about and and apply it to this next topic with Linkin Park so we just were discussing how you know we respect people for their craft and like I've been a fan of Linkin Park Um, obviously like when Chester Bennington died that was like a, a really like crazy moment as far as as far as like whoa you know you can't believe that somebody that you grew up listening to and rocking with their music like you know they're gone it's one of those moments that you have and i feel like how you just said about Jamil hill not getting it i feel like lincoln park doesn't get it with them sending a cease and desist letter to donald trump's campaign for him using that video well well using their song in in that like pretty awesome two-minute ad that when i saw that shit and i saw all of the like hoopla on on twitter about it i was like i have to screen record this because it's it's gonna be hard it's gonna be impossible to find it will not last yeah and and it didn't and then like you had a bunch of people retweeting it and then other people had had screen recorded it like dean kane and then he retweeted it but it's it's gone now it's gone so if you don't have it by now you're probably not gonna get it messages but we'll send it <laughs> but, but what's but what's very interesting about that particular ad is that it's it starts off and it's like a very like quiet sort of somber thing and you just hear like a Trump monologue from a speech in the background yeah. about again the elites and how they've only really cared about them and you see like you know panning shots of of of, of homelessness clusters. And you see a little girl eating out of a out of a paper plate, you know, signifying poverty. You sing all these things that were like wrong with the country. And as the song starts getting a little bit more up-tempo, and then finally like hits that high place, you see like all of these like fighter jets and Trump rallies and all of this 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 popularity and the job numbers go up and the stock numbers go up and all of this stuff. It was it was a very cinematic, well put together ad. Look like some Christopher Nolan would direct. Yeah, something crazy, yeah. And it's gone. And the and and the and the 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 song that they used was in the end. So it's like starts off dun 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 dun, yeah. dun like it is very well Just put epic, yeah. Very well put together. So This is the second time this happens to Trump, by the way, remember? Linkin Park doesn't like it. They didn't like it and they tweeted about how they sent Uh, cease and desist letters and you know they're just i'm finding the tweet right now as we speak but all right here we go the the tweet says lincoln park did not and does not endorse trump nor authorize his organization to use any of our music a cease and desist has been issued and so i think that was a bad move on their part i think they would have been better off just staying quiet because if we kind of go back to something that we discussed previously in or in the in this particular episode about possible culture shifts and especially like if i was their pr person i would look at like how pretty much kanye comes out as like a trump supporter a year year and a half later he's like a billionaire Obviously, that didn't hurt him. Eminem, white rapper, Midwest style, mid from the Midwest. His anti-Trump stuff has hurt him. Yeah, numbers-wise. If I was their PR person, I would say, you know what? We're not going to endorse Trump, but we're going to leave this alone. Just leave it alone. Like, it we're not going to touch this no. because
1: they're trying to make money, basically. Like,
0: which. That's your livelihood, but but even then, I feel like like right now, what's what's going on with Lincoln Park? Nothing's going on with them. They're yeah. not trending. They're yeah. not like putting out music. I don't even know if they ever will again because you know their lead singer's gone. Yeah. I think this could have actually been a good thing for yeah. them. Yeah. That that Trump rapper Bryson Gray. The uh, I didn't know this. He. His his uh his album Maga Season it made it to the Billboard 100. Get the fuck
1: out of yeah. here! Are you
0: serious? Yeah, the, like that's what I'm saying. So like, it, I now these are are little cultural wins, but they mean something, especially for a group that's not trending or popular at all. You know what I'm saying? And then he was he was even higher ranked on like some sort of like Amazon media list. My Damn. point is is that. Again, I think that's an example of Linkin Park not getting it. You're not really in tune with the people which I understand. Obviously they're rich, they live very different lives, but that reconnection might be beneficial.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think too like there's nothing of on that ad that I would Look at it and be like, oh wow, this is horrible. You know what I mean? Like nothing.
0: No, yeah, nothing like like had well.
1: Biden had an ad like that, right? And it's just him saying some shit like that Trump's saying, and then you see that, as, oh, all right, well, whatever. I'm not, a, you know, like I don't think he's promoting anything bad. Let it ride, you know? Like I don't, I don't see what what now. Now if you start seeing some like messed up anti-american stuff going on in the video well then I could I could see maybe you being like oh well no 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 but there was nothing unpatriotic about Trump's ad it just yeah. wasn't you know and I I mean what 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 do you what are you mad about you could you could say oh I don't rock with that or whatever and and l- let him have his ad I think it's I don't want to say premature but what would the word be you're letting your views get in the way of something that really doesn't concern you you know what I mean it's just a song it's a video let it ride it's the internet people will watch it forget it and move on like the internet it's like 7 years
0: (laughs) regular years so it's like let it... I, I don't know. It's just... With all this stuff happening, though... People I, meme. I, I would... If I was Trump, or i rather the campaign, I would actually, like, seek to get these songs cleared. Yeah. Because now you get the copyright clearance, they can't really say anything at this point. Because yeah, because you don't are have... Are they even going to look that in depth as to, like, who... Who the publisher is yeah. that's asking for this? Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: true, too. But... I don't know maybe sometimes too like that kind of works in 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 Trump's favor right because it kind of feeds the narrative to an extent oh look see yeah. another hollywood elite that doesn't see watch that though cuz it makes you want to watch that even more and, and
0: what's wild is people like like if you look at the thread people seem to be swarming towards it like they're criticizing the logo and they're like oh look at the logo looks like some pizza gate shit no wonder they wanted the ad pulled the the song pulled from Trump's ad and just all this shit. Somebody said, you should honestly be happy that anyone is still playing your music. Like, sort of coincides with what I was just saying.
1: The unavailability of it kind of makes it even more... Like, you kind of played into the... Yeah. The arena. Had you left it be, it would have, like, it would have had its numbers, but it would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good ad.
0: I guarantee, I guarantee us talking about it has made a segment of the listeners want to be like, Fuck! Like, let me see if I can find this ad somewhere. Yeah, the yeah. way they
1: described it. You know what I'm saying? It reminds me. Remember, like in GTA, they had that thing that they that that someone made. It was a mod. It was like uh, some coffee. Like, oh, getting coffee, and it's like where like CJ is like railing a chick in there. Like, you could like rail a chick, like uh-huh. in the game. Yeah, but it's like, oh, you can't have that, and it was removed, and that's when it became popular. It was like. Step in for a hot coffee or some shit like that. I don't, I don't remember what the name was. It was like some <laughs> shit that has nothing to do with sex, but it ends up being that like you could hit, you could hit whatever girl you 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 bring in. So it was like a thing because it was not available yeah. or like there was a Silent Hill game. That well, like- shit!
0: I mean, this goes back to fucking Super Nintendo. What I remember on uh. Mortal Kombat 2 where yeah. you the guy goes whoopsie and like you uppercut somebody <laughs> like h- how much of a thing was that yeah. where it's like, I gotta like damn I missed it like it's like yeah. the, the the rarity of something it it it, it 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 enhances its value more or less yeah
1: so uh, like it it kind of feeds in maybe they do it to kind of also cause like these guys they're not bad at what they do they know they're playing chess like oh I'm gonna Play this, and so you get a lot more traction, right? How many CNN is going to jump on that shit? Wall Street Journal jump on it. Huff uh, Huff Post jump on it. So they're going to be like, oh, it was removed, and then people are taking that as a W. They're like, oh, Trump zero. Like there was someone says Trump zero, Lincoln Park one. Then they're bringing in the they, they said, oh, this is the say sec- I never. This is the first president that's been that's been uh, sent a, a cease and desist by by two bands, Nickelback. And Linkin Parkers, remember when nickelback said, look at this photograph. Yeah. <laughs> so it made me want to find that shit. Yeah. So it kind of. <laughs> that shit was funny. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> it was, uh, what was it? Biden's son, right? Yeah. Look at this photograph. Every I time know. I do it
0: makes me laugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that shit is great. But that's what makes it so classic because it's like, damn, people were so pissed off about this. They really tried to cancel this. So I'm going to save it on my phone. So, and the ad was in line with what we said. We're like, we said, basically, what's the point of arguing with people that, like, they just, they just want to scream and shout? This is a republic. Let the states handle it. Let the cities handle it. We'll see who comes out on top. Now, fast forward, look at Portland. Look at Chicago. It just happened with the, with the Grand Park. Yeah. Like, so... All right, you're giving me material. You're giving me material yeah. because we're gonna see what America you want. You want Grand Park? You want Portland? You want uh, Atlanta? Go ahead, vote for it, dude. You're, yeah. And and that's what the ad was showing. That's what the ad was showing. It's like, are, really? You're really upset about this? Like I didn't, I didn't tell people to loot. Like your mayors and your governors allowed this shit. So well, you can vote for Biden. Go ahead. That's 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 the United States that you you'll get where you just bend the knee at everything literally speaking.
0: Uh, real quick before we wrap up the episode. Um, uh, this week, Trump kind of shook things up in the campaign. Bill Stepien is now the campaign manager. Brad Parscale is still there, but he's more or less been demoted. We talked about what may or may not happen after the Tulsa rally. Your thoughts on the move? I think it's 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 good not to get rid of uh,
1: Parscale because.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. That was,
1: he has the internet on lock. Yeah, but you did have to you like, you saw something that was not good, and we need to remember, the media is not letting go of this COVID stuff. And yeah. they're really pushing for that. And do you think do you th- let me ask you this question. Do you think that we could see another shutdown before the election? economic shutdown? because
0: mm, I, I think I think it's possible, but I think you at that point, you are definitely verging on a revolt of people. I don't think people are going to go quietly this time because, no. Man, we could really do a whole nother episode on this, but uh, just real quick, Kaylee McEnany and Mike Pence have been saying stuff lately that I think is is very interesting in terms of the science, and they've been criticized for it. And I've been—I I use science with air quotations—saying that we're not going to let the CDC get in the way of what needs to be done. Let's remember one thing about all of this. They've pretty much been wrong every step of the way. Yeah. It is very hard at this point to tell people you need to listen to them and they are the end all be all and they are the experts another air quotations when they've been wrong every step of the way. So you're asking us to mask up. You're asking us to shut down. You're asking us not to send kids to school and you haven't even given us a date. You have provided nothing. And then all of these alternative media journalists and like i have a hard time believing they're all in on it together are coming up with these reports the other day media silent about it and two different alternative media well i don't even know if you want to say oan is alternative media they seem like they're like like they're launching towards the mainstream but another guy was alternative media two different journalists two different outlets bring up reports about how the cdc has mixed up the t- the the COVID testing, like if somebody currently has it, and then the antibody testing numbers. So now like it's all, the numbers are all everywhere for, I think it was New Mexico, Arizona, Texas. It was a bunch of different states. What? I, in this time, have come across two CDC people. They work for the CDC. They didn't have any... Information than what the news has been saying. So I don't know. Like, I'm not so quick to like jump at these people and like hail them as these experts. So, yeah, I think it would be very hard for people to swallow another shutdown. Uh, But why did you ask that question?
1: I asked because I think not getting rid of ParkScale is very key because the game could change. You're seeing media outlets really push for this. Oh, look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Oh, this is a record-setting number. So you still have to keep a very sound, you know, internet game, Twitter game, ad game, because you you just don't know. It's a very weird... This is very weird. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable if I was Trump just because of what's going on and what... How you're going to attack what's your plan of attack here and and like your biggest thing was the economy and the economy was doing great mm-hmm. so you have to and then and then with the with the interview how he was trying to say oh Biden's about this Biden's about that to then not hear anything from Biden and just hear crickets so
0: i think that in and of itself though could cost Biden the election at some point you are going to have to say something you yeah. are not going to be able to hide your way into the White House. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. And, and you said who got promoted? Uh, um, Bill Stepien. I don't know much about him. And what's interesting about it, though, is this. When Brad Parscale came into the picture, a little bit was known about him back in 2016. Also back in 2016, when, like, Corey Lewandowski was no longer the campaign manager and Steve Bannon took over... A lot was known about him, like his history at yep. Breitbart and everything like that. Bill Stepien, not a lot is known about him. What's interesting, though, is people do seem to be a little bit scared of him, though, because, like, when he that announced, all these crazy ass fake Twitter accounts came up at of him. So there was this one that I found like really weird, I was like, why would a campaign manager do this? I came across this. And it did, some Republicans did fall for it, like Charlie Kirk and I think like a few others. But this this uh, Twitter account came up, Bill stepian it said official campaign manager. They had the whole like profile uh, uh, and banner and everything like that. It looked legit at a glance. The only thing that was very odd about it was the like low number of followers. It was only like four 4,000 followers. Yeah. Put a poll out and in the poll is like, who are you voting for? No, no, it said, who would you trust more to take a phone call at three o'clock in the morning, Trump or Biden? Well, overwhelmingly, like it was for Biden, like in that the poll results. And it was like over 20 something thousand people had voted. And it was like 90% Biden and only 10% Trump. I was like, this is just a very weird thing for a campaign manager to put. I don't see how this would help the campaign whatsoever. Yeah. Very interesting, though, because if you look at the thread, and that's what I'm saying, like, you can learn things from Twitter. You, I looked at the thread, and it was all these people, like, so gung-ho about, oh, you see Trump is losing this and this this and that. Like, you're caught up in all of this. Narrative. But, like, this shit is not even real, number one. And, like, I, at a glance, it looks real, but with a trained eye, you could see kind of see through the facade. Yeah. So I'm, like, looking at the thread, and I'm, like... But why would somebody like go so extreme to do this? Like, what you know what I'm saying? This is this, this is this is the 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 sign of somebody that's scared. So later on that day, Bill in he he came in and he said, and I think this is what really scared them about him. He said he created a Twitter account, the real one, and he said I've never tweeted in my life, but apparently for some reason they feel that it's necessary to create all these fakes fake counts about me i don't know why goes to what you were saying about brad parscale let him be the internet man let this dude be away from all of this because that's what you need so i i found that whole little thing interesting
1: yeah have that like because it it is kind of scary when you're just kind of behind the scenes. And, and it's like, scary oh, I mean, when you
0: don't know your enemy. Like yeah. when you're like, well, who is he? Like, where did he come from? Why is he? Like, yeah. all we know is that he was involved some way, shape, or form in 2016. And he's a young dude. That's all we know about him. Very, like, mystery off the grid-ass guy. Yeah. That's pretty decent.
1: And, and Pretty interesting. What you said about Steve Bannon, it's very weird because the time that you said it is, oh, maybe it's time to talk. He's been in the limelight a lot. So I wonder if it's kind of like, uh, let me pick up the phone, see what, see his thoughts on the administ- the administration calling him, seeing what do you think, yeah. what are you seeing, what are you, because all of a sudden he's coming out in the limelight, having conversations about different things about China, and then, foreign and policy, then, and
0: then that Trump ad using the Lincoln Park song, that was the type of ad where it's like it's not all about the numbers because see Trump has had so much greatness when it comes to the numbers he could kind of before the whole COVID thing rest on his laurels as far as, well, the economy, jobs, trade, you know, foreign yeah. policy, all of this yeah. stuff. But now that, like, the whole COVID and the media and everything is, like, skewing the numbers, I think you got to, like, tilt a little bit back towards philosophy. And that ad captured that. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't totally disregard the numbers, but it was more about, well, what are we really fighting for here? So... Yeah. That was the pivot that I wanted to see. And that's what I was talking about in some episodes previous, as far as kind of reaching back out to Bannon and getting the, the the philosophical take on things. Yeah. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, and Google. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Go on over to our website that's hangingwithapes.com. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.